0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, automotive enthusiast friends of all ages around the great wide world, it's time once again for another...
1: It's time for a, if you can find a better podcast, listen to it, episode of V8 Radio. Oh, oh,
0: oh very nice. Very nice. Uh, Driving the hammer. Yeah. I'm your host, Kevin Osti, joined as always by our esteemed co-host, Mr. Mike Cuball-Clark, who... Uh, who whipped that quote out and modified it to fit our use very nicely?
1: Thank you, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, and uh, we'll tell you. In addition to the the uh, automotive trivia question that we always do, that that line right there is a trivia question of its own that will reveal a little bit more about later in the show.
1: Absolutely, can't how about,
0: wait. How about that? A double tease.
1: <laughs> oh man. There's no way anyone's switching this off now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely no way. (laughs) No. Right on. Uh, Well, welcome to V8 Radio. It's a podcast about cars and car stuff and whatnot. And uh, we always try to launch this episode and each episode with an automotive trivia question. And. you know, you might think it's to further enhance and broaden the horizons of the knowledge base of our listeners, but it's really a bribery tactic to get people to listen to the end of the show. So, have you uh, prepared a trivia question? You know, people people seem to like these.
1: They kind of do. Which, well, they like your questions. So they probably don't like mine, but yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they get a, I'm sure they get a good giggle at me trying to pull the answer out of my keister.
0: Well, you keep dropping the hard ones on us.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I have to. Your 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 knowledge is too wide, sir. Yeah, I right. have to I have to go into all corners of the earth to get it. Um, but anyway, yes, I do have a trivia question uh, for today. And today, Kevin, we're going to be talking about the nineteen seventy Cuda. And uh, of all of the engine choices that were available for the seventy Cuda, which ones allowed for multiple carburation?
0: Ooh. Ooh, that's good. Uh, so the 440 plus six, so the 440 engine, uh-huh. uh, the 426 Hemi had dual quads. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the
0: 340 had three deuces. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, that's all the V8 families, the small block, the big block, and the, mm-hmm. uh, the Hemi as well and i do not believe any of the factory six cylinder options had multiple carbs so i'm going to say the small block and the big block which the hemi technically was a big block with different heads right so you know all all the v8 families had options for multiple carburetors on the 70 cuda is my guess
1: all the v8 families yeah right all right so no uh no like uh sprint six for the slant six like a four barrel on that or anything like that huh
0: that's not multiple carburation
1: you're right you're absolutely right see i i tried to trick you there <laughs>
0: it's multiple venturi carburation. Multiple
1: venturi absolutely yeah. all right so kevin says 340 440 and the elephant 426
0: but your right. you, your question was family, and the small block was Correct. one of the families. And then, yeah. Yeah. Because there might actually have been another 383 multiple car, bat, you know, slip out, too. But mm. that that's still the same as the 440,
1: so. Okay. Mm-hmm. The answer has been recorded in history. Wow. First. And we'll find out at the end of the show. Very official sounding. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, I got one for you. All right. Drop it like it's hot. Uh, I sure will, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What was the first American car fitted with a factory alternator rather than a direct current dynamo or generator?
1: Ooh. Are you looking for a manufacturer? Are you looking for a specific model?
0: Um,
1: I will give you...
0: Year and manufacturer, and if you get the model, that's a bonus. We'll erase one of your previous incorrect answers.
1: All right. So what was the first American car to have to be equipped with an alternator versus a DC current dynamo? Okay. Well... This is totally
0: trivial. It really sucks, I know. (laughs) It's all right.
1: I've I've been known to throw a couple sucky ones at you, too. Um, So I'll I'll let it go. Let's see. Um, Oh, when did cars stuck? So alternators, I'm going to say... the. And and you said I I need to give you year and manufacturer. Right. All right. Um, Let's... Let's call it
0: And I, I'm not sure um, I mean any of those is fine.
1: Yeah. yeah I'm not yeah. even sure how to diagram this to try to try to weasel my way to the answer. Um I'll just go out go out on a limb and <laughs> say <laughs> nineteen sixty. Wow. And the manufacturer was, we'll say Chrysler.
0: Chrysler, uh-huh. nineteen sixty Chrysler. Do you happen to have a? Uh, you want to take a stab at a model to get those bonus oh, points? Um, you could really, you know,
1: yeah, uh, Imperial Chrysler Imperial.
0: Ooh, looking to. Uh, <clears throat> Capitalize on that technology luxury angle?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, why not?
0: Well, that sounds good to me. I have noted that your answer is the 1960 Chrysler Imperial. Perfect. For the very first American car fitted with an alternator. Right on.
1: Right on. So, you, sir, jumping in with both feet, you had a heck of a weekend.
0: Uh, I did have a heck of a weekend. weekend.
1: Yeah, man. You were having a great time. Tell us uh, what you were doing.
0: Had a jamboree for crying out loud.
1: Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it was. It was. A, it was a really good weekend. So this past weekend, Kelly and I had the, uh, the fortune, the good fortune, of being able to attend the uh, 32nd annual uh, A&A Auto Parts four-wheel jamboree uh off-road event which was part of the lucas oil four-wheel nationals series wow yes i learned that, that over a the mouthful. weekend. i learned all that over the weekend yeah yeah uh and it was a it was a lot of fun it was a uh-huh. really really good event and um yeah. I, you know i dig trucks uh we own a couple of trucks I've never really been in the uh, uh, the custom or off-road or street truck scene very much, just because I never mm-hmm. had them, uh, you know, growing up or anything. And, and, my you know, I was a city kid, so my friends didn't have a lot of trucks. But right. in recent years, you know, Kelly has her 54 Chevy truck, and we've got a, an 06 Duramax uh, diesel that we use as a, a work truck and pull our trailers around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we've done a few things to, to both of those um, – but I'll tell you what, the 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 four-wheel and off-road truck and Jeep enthusiast sector of the hobby is just on fire. Is it? It is just alive and kicking, and these people are having a great time and uh-huh. doing really cool stuff. And uh, this event was in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania at the Bloomsburg Fairgrounds. And I had never been to Bloomsburg. It's uh, about an hour outside of Scranton in Pennsylvania. Oh, right on. Huh. So it was fun to go out there. We ended up getting dynamite weather. It was like mid eighties and sunny all weekend, low humidity. Um, it's very picturesque Valley that this fairgrounds are in big, you know, rolling Hills and, and tree grass, you know, kind of low level mountains in the, in the horizon, a nice river going through the area. And, uh, and the show was just jammed with nice people, you know? Just Oh, that's, that's cool. huge. It was huge. Cool people hanging out. And, and Kelly pointed out something that <clears throat> it was a very astute observation. And she said, do you know what this show does not have? And I said, what's that? And she said, it does not have a bunch of old guys in lawn chairs complaining about stuff. <laughs> 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 uh because the the whole crowd skewed a lot younger you know it was a lot of uh, 20s yeah. and 30s and there's you know older guys there too and gals and and a lot of families oh, um good multi-generation families there in fact uh we shot a bunch of video and and featured some of the trucks and and talked with some of the sponsors and stuff one of the feature videos was uh, a gentleman his uh, 27-year-old son and his, uh, his dad, who's probably in his 60s, and they all brought uh, four-wheel drive, body and suspension lifted, like 78 and nine Ford F250s. Oh, boy. Each guy had one. Grandfather, wow. father, and son. Oh, man, that's terrific. It was terrific, and they're all jacked up. And, and, and it was cool because I, I think they were all big block Ford-powered you know, four-wheel drive, mud tires. Right. Um, but each one of them in the, the rearmost, um, you know, stake pockets on the on the bed had a giant American flag on one and a giant Ford flag on the other.
1: Nice. You know, and these trucks, were,
0: one was bright red, one was bright blue, and the other was blue with silver inserts on the sides. Oh, and cool. part of this event is the, the cruising function you know you, these guys uh-huh. are cruising up and down and around the fairgrounds the whole weekend so you're seeing these big trucks rolling with these flags flying and and people hanging out in the beds and and you know sitting on coolers and playing music and and uh this particular gentleman that we interviewed his wife um has i believe a 1970 bronco a red one and she was cruising that around with him and you nice know, man it was it was really cool and the and the variety of trucks was everything from the very latest uh jeep gladiators you know which mm-hmm. is the the pickup truck style uh there was right. a couple of those there uh to regular you know cj jeeps and and jk pickups uh, and a long time ago we had talked about how uh, uh, the Jeep JK truck is something that I've always wanted, like an early 1960s, one, right. two, three. there was, uh, two of those JK trucks there. One for oh, sale. <gasps> um, yeah, I know it was a little bit later than I, than I was interested in. I uh-huh. think it was a mid seventies, early seventies. And, um, the guy, uh, wanted, uh, he didn't want a lot of money for it. I think it was only 3,500 bucks. Uh, and it, it would have been oh. kind of a neat, neat toy. I passed, but uh, it made me, you know, pay attention to those a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and then you had your, your brand new Dodge Rams and, and F-Series Fords of all all numbers and, uh, uh, you know, Denali's and, and Silverado's, but all the way back to uh, a bunch of uh, international scouts. Oh, yeah. I remember and, those. Yeah, yeah. So scouts and Scout 2s. We did an interview with a guy with a Scout Terra which is uh something that if you saw it you would get it uh it was a uh, basically a scout two body style so like 1971 and up mm-hmm. but extended wheelbase with a removable half cab
1: so it's like oh, the boy.
0: equivalent of a uh, a chevy uh like
1: a k5 uh, blazer kind k5 of k5 blazer kind k5 of, thing, yeah.
0: of thing, but with a longer bed oh wow um perfectly restored i mean amazingly beautiful uh with an upgraded uh, diesel engine in it and, and, you know, cool stuff. You mentioned the, the K-Series. This one dude brought out, and I did a little video, a guy brought out two 1970 GMC Jimmies. Right. Uh, one was, again, a perfect stock uh, restoration with the, the scroll print vinyl deluxe interior Ooh. and, and uh, a lot of cool factory options, air conditioning and, and AMFM. And then parked right next to it was a, a twin truck, but it was a Survivor that had a period-correct camper shell on the back. And it was actually a pop-top camper shell. Was it? So the roofline was basically flat. And then when you were going to camp in the thing, you'd crank up the top half of the camper oh, shell. right. And get more bedroom up there uh and i'd never seen one of those but you know me and how i dig vintage camping stuff and
1: yeah oh that was right up your alley
0: it was it was really cool and uh so we shot a video feature on that and and that'll be out on vatv um we met a uh so they do a what they call a next generation competition which is younger builders i think the cutoff is 27 years old and younger mm-hmm. and met a really nice gal named keisha who had a uh a, I think it's a '72 Bronco that she restored, and it's it was uh, a metallic hot hot pink pearl.
1: Um, oh wow! Yeah,
0: which sounds intense. I mean, it was pretty intense. It wasn't over the yeah. top though. All the trim was done in black, so the door <clears throat> handles, side mirrors, bumpers. Okay. Um, so it was kind of this cool pink and black with a uh, a 302 Ford in it, and uh, uh, this girl's a nurse, an RN uh, in the ER. And oh boy. for fun, she rebuilt this Bronco and ended up winning awesome. the, uh, the next generation contest. So You're that kidding. was super Holy cool. Cow. So it's she's in the running for, uh, I think, for a trip to SEMA out of that deal if, uh, if she wins out of the series. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Maybe uh, we'll see her there. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so that was really neat. Um, and then, of course, being a, an event, it's more than just a show obviously like i said you could do the cruising and stuff but they also had uh they had mud bogs you know five Mm -hmm. different classes of mud bogs they had monster trucks they had freestyle monster trucks they had uh what they call a tough truck challenge Mm -hmm. and that just looked like a ton of fun you know here's an opportunity to take like a like a 95 grand cherokee and gut the thing and put you know a lift on it and some mud tires and do laps around the track with jumps and and oh nice you're side by side racing another another truck and that had everything from you know vintage baja looking uh, uh broncos in it to uh, uh late model pickup trucks and everything in between <clears throat> there's probably i don't know 20 or 25 competitors in that event and that was cool and then they had um some some utv racing some side-by-sides uh oh yeah doing some racing you know and and that was intense because those things are those things are serious right uh, you know some of these you know polaris and yamahas and yeah. and, and different stuff you can get now and yeah uh, so that was a lot of fun to watch there's always something cool to do you know not just sit there and, and polish your truck and sit in your lawn chair and complain <laughs> and get <you> know? yelled <laughs>
1: at by an old guy in a lawn chair yeah <laughs>
0: exactly <laughs> right right, right on. and they had uh yeah, a couple different uh, midway set up for manufacturers. Of course, the, the dominant um, type of thing was wheels and tires because that's the biggest thing for the, the truck right. crowd is, you know, sure. custom wheels and mud tires. Uh, but what I thought was interesting is everything was for sale. And Is that right? A lot of times you go to a car show or some kind of event and you, you might have like a manufacturer's rep there, you right. know, so you'll have... Uh, um, you know, I don't know, Edelbrock will be there, you know, and they'll have their sure. whole display of cylinder heads and intake manifolds. But you still have to go to a dealer to buy the stuff. You know, they're just kind of right. showing it. Mm-hmm. And you're hoping that on Sunday afternoon, mm. you know, they'll throw you apart at a, you know, at a deal. Right, have
1: a show special. <laughs> right, rather than yeah. haul
0: at home. Well, right. this time, just about everything had a show special. And Is that right? And straight up for sale. So you could, you could bring your truck in. And go to any number of, of the uh, the tire and wheel shop uh, places that were that were displaying, and buy a set of wheels and tires. Drive your truck around the back of the display, and these guys would would remove your wheels and tires, mount up your new ones, balance them, and bolt them onto the truck. And you didn't pay any shipping. You probably mm. got the wheels and tires at a at a you know two or three hundred dollar right. discount. Right, and they were doing installation for free.
1: Oh, man. It was killer. You could drive drive home an t- entirely different truck than you drove in. Right.
0: And in fact, uh. the, the one guy with the, uh, the Ford F-250 we interviewed with the big flags in the back, he rolled in on a set of wheels, bought a new set, and sold the ones that were off his truck to a guy that was there,
1: right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it was. I love it.
0: And, and when you start looking at these various show specials, so, so general tire was there doing it. Nitto tire was there, uh-huh. uh, Hercules tires, uh, four wheel parts, uh, you know, all the big name, uh, of, of wheel and tire companies and like Nitto, for example, they had some of their new tires on display, but there's a, a, a regional tire shop in that area called Jack Williams uh-huh. and another one called a Auto Parts. mm uh-huh they were distributing the actual tires. So you could go to Nitto and and learn from the manufacturer's rep about the stuff and then drive over to this other distributor retailer and just go buy them right there, you know. Oh, perfect. And when you, of course, there was other types of of parts there too. There was, uh, you know, companies selling performance suspension parts. Skyjacker suspension was there, for example, you know. A lot of the people you'd expect. Um, But they were all given such big discounts that, if you came and and bought some stuff, you know, your admission all of a sudden is free. uh, And, you know, and if you played it right, if you spent money on a hotel, well, you'd make all that back by buying parts at a discount. Right. Right. So, yeah, obviously you're still spending money, but if it's an opportunity to save, you know, two, three or $500 on stuff, heck
1: yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. I had no idea that that happened. That's great.
0: No, no, I didn't either. And, and, uh, Uh, part of their challenge with this event is to get that information out further ahead of time so that more people know um that they can come and and uh and get good deals on stuff Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so there's three different shows in that series there's one in lima ohio that was earlier this year and then uh this one in bloomsburg and there's another one coming up in indy and um at the Indianapolis fairgrounds. And I think we're going to go to that one too. And I think some of the cool. guys in our shop are going with us uh, because Sweet. It's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. this sounds like a blast, man. It was a lot of good stuff to eat. Uh, like I said, a lot of nice people, um, just a refreshing event. You know, it was just a good time.
1: Yeah. I watched that, uh, that, that little video you put out with those two, G- those two GMC jimmies. Um, those things look, I mean, not to not to beat a dead horse, but those things looked really slick. Yeah, really they were good-looking trucks. Uh,
0: the guy did a really nice job on the restoration of the the stock one. He, I think, he deviated from the color a little bit. It wasn't uh-huh. quite molson blue or or you know marina uh, or lemans. It was a little bit. I had a little more pearl in it, I think, but it had been painted like 15 years ago, and it, mm. it looked like it was fresh out of the gun. and he took a lot of time to find little details like the the factory those things had an optional lower dash speaker that it's kind of strange looking because it didn't have an, an enclosure around it it was like a bracket with a speaker really under the dash and um but it was a gm part and he found an nos one and put it in and uh to see one of those those you know k-series or or even like a chevy c10 with factory Mm -hmm. ac vents in the dash you know is is really unusual and this thing had factory ac on it uh so that was super cool to see and uh Mm -hmm. he had uh uh you know the engine was rebuilt and the transfer case and the gears and everything so it drove really nice and and uh it was a great color and had all the chrome re-chromed and the trim polished and You know, big restoration. Uh And and one of the things we were looking at, you know, being from a restoration shop, just kind of put my thumb on the pulse of of what that market is doing, you know. Uh And is there opportunities for for people that are restoring trucks and, you know, again, kind of different from like a good guys event where people are putting tons of money into vehicles and and more street rod trucks, you know, so lowered Mm -hmm. stuff on a a chassis or, or whatnot. Uh but uh, I think the overall consensus is that people, I didn't see any you know $300,000 mid70s F150s rolling around. <laughs> right. but, but, but what I did see was a lot of really nice, well detailed trucks that were built mm-hmm. by their owners, uh-huh. male or female, <clears throat> young or old, and and people just having fun with them, you know, yeah, and that was that was kind of liberating.
1: Yeah, I mean that kind of thing has been going on forever. When I when I was in the Air Force, one of our senior NCOs had a lifted uh, Ford F one hundred and fifty, and he he that was his favorite vehicle in the whole world, his favorite thing in the whole world, and he'd say, "Man, I know every nut and bolt on this car. I put everyone in this truck, everything." Yep. Like yes, sir. Master Sergeant, so and so. That's great. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you all about this thing here, boys. I'm like okay, oh yeah, okay. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean the passion. It wasn't. It, was it was a pretty cool truck, and yeah, he was very passionate about it. So, right. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I get it.
0: It's like it's like anything. You know, you're you're passionate about your GTO. You know these mm-hmm. these people dig the trucks, um, and I know for me, there are a handful of trucks that I would love to have. I've I've always loved that. Uh, I think it was a GMC from uh, from the Fall guy,
1: you know the the tan yes. and cream the square body. Those are yeah, great, yeah,
0: right, awesome. And and there was there was two of them that really stood out that were very similar to that thing. They weren't trying to be a, a clone of that truck or anything, but they mm-hmm. just had that same kind of look, you know, up on the right. center lines with the Casey highlight bar and mm-hmm. you know, the Warren winch on the front. And uh, yeah, one actually had a a supercharged small block with a bug catcher coming out of the hood. Oh wow. Yeah, and and the other one was more of a more of a stock appearing black and orange two tone. But this guy had hmm. the truck in black and orange and then he had like a go-kart version of his truck in fiberglass below it and then sitting on the ground was an RC version of that. You know? Oh my so- gosh. You kidding me?
1: That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: the whole deal. And a yeah. lot of people had easy ups and, and lawn chairs, but they're, they're grilling, you know, on site and they're all listening to music. There was a lot of kiddie uh-huh. pools. People are bringing inflatable pools out and swimming uh-huh. and hanging out in the water. I mean, it was just, it was Right really on.
1: Cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, my, uh, my dad used to have, uh, when I, when I lived with him, but when I, when I was a teenager, um, he had an 83, uh, Silverado, um, long oh, cool. bed, um, and it was it was like uh, red with the cream uh, uh, side into nice. uh, insert, yeah. It was a it was a really really pretty truck, and I mean he didn't do anything with it. He just drove it, but it was bone dry stock three hundred five with the seven hundred R four transmission, yep. and uh, just tan interior, tan cloth interior. Had the dual uh, fuel tanks. You could switch from the left to right one. Was it a Scottsdale um, or was it just a... No, it was just a Silverado. Yeah, yeah just not yeah. just a regular Chevy Silverado. Um, but really, really, really nice truck. And I, I really like driving it. And uh, I uh, I drove the riding lawnmower into the side of it once. So I never oh, got to drive you. it nice. after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: emphasis you. on you only did that once.
1: Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, but that was a that was a really nice truck. So th- those th- those square bodies really have a, a special place with me as well. I really I really dig those. Yeah, yeah,
0: those are cool. And and a couple of years ago we did a restoration on that Bonanza truck. It was a uh, a '79 Chevrolet mm. big big ten Bonanza. And it was mm. the oh, gun right. Metal, yeah, gunmetal gray with the blue interior. Um, 350. Uh, I think that was a turbo 400 truck. And that was an heirloom bought by our customers, dad knew, and it only had, I don't know, 29,000 miles on it or something, had a camper shell in the back that had never been removed. So the bed was perfect.
1: Oh, and right on. they
0: brought it to us to do a, basically a cosmetic restoration. We put cab corners in and part of the floor and a few things, mm-hmm. um, but it really didn't need anything else, you know, shocks okay. and a couple of suspension bushings and a repaint. And it was such a basic, basic truck, all one color, gray with the, you know, the trim. And we put a picture on Facebook and uh, Classic Industries, who, who sells parts for those things, they grabbed that picture and it was like 10,000 views, like instantly. Oh, nice. And people were, were hitting us <clears throat> up like crazy, you know, because they love that truck. And kind of the bummer is the market value still isn't really there on something like that right but it has such a high sentimental value that everybody loves yeah. them but again like we tell people it doesn't matter what you're restoring if you're taking it to a certain level it takes time right. and it, therefore it takes money right. so i think a lot of those things are kind of either languishing not being restored uh-huh. or they're getting the the average person at home do it in your driveway you know kind of entry-level, basic repaint restoration thing, which there's mm. nothing wrong with. No. But I would really love to see, like, an over-the-top, like, super, super, super nice one done. Yeah, you know, that would with, be neat. With perfect gaps and perfect paint, yeah. and, you know. Um, and I think that day is going to come. And not that every truck needs that. I just personally mm. think that would be pretty cool.
1: I, I, I would agree with you. I, I, I go so far as to want to see... Even an old, like a really old, low buck economy car, um, from you know the Mm. early seventies, brought back to just an over the top, super nice condition, brand new. Just to just to see it, just to see what it's all about. It would it would be it would you'd lose your you'd lose your shirt on it, and you would probably lose your house, and your family would leave you. But you'd (laughs) you'd have one hell of a nice Pinto
0: right <laughs> yeah that's funny and you're right you know exactly there's, there's not really a re- well there's not really a reason to do any of this outside of you want to right uh but that that big 10 bonanza that we did would be just as much fun you know and sure. and even we're talking to a guy right now who's got a uh oh what year is it it's a 73 um <clears throat> camp camper special so mm-hmm. it's a long bed um uh, two-tone blue uh, you know half ton pickup truck with with the camper special stuff on it and uh-huh. he's had it forever and unfortunately it's uh, it's pretty rough you know and we we're talking about it and he wants to do a resto mod with uh, a six liter you know lS based engine and a 4l80 mm-hmm. transmission probably so he can actually use this thing again and he's yeah. going so far as to try and find the original camper shell, that his family had on, on the one they bought new, you know, uh, he he knows the brand and he remembers the chrome struts on the front and, you know, the whole thing, Uh uh, which is great. And, but again, it's, it's probably going to be a little pricey to do the thing.
1: Well, Hey, do you remember uh, at at the SEMA show, we were, um, it was, I think one of the last nights or one at, at the end of one of the days and we were hanging out at, with the ring brothers and they had, that wasn't mm-hmm. that, 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 that big, is that big K5 Blazer? Is that what it was? Or a Bronco?
0: Yes. Yeah, it was a Blazer. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was done to the T's. That was. Over the top.
0: Well, the, the, the C10 and those K5s mm. from the 60s are definitely being done to that level now. Mm. Those markets are so hot. Those trucks are so hot. Mm. You can buy everything for them. And there's a lot of shops that are building those um, to top, top level. People aren't afraid to invest in those at this point, yeah. But that eighty three, like your dad had, people aren't doing oh, that right. too yet. Yeah, you know, you're um, right. There's another one. Uh, there was, there was a couple of vans at this particular event. One was a, a blue four wheel drive Ford van. I sent you a picture of it. Yeah, that thing
1: was so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. I loved it.
0: Yeah. Uh, he had this. Uh, the only thing I thought was a little bit kind of cheesy was he had the name kind of i guess maybe water jetted out of a piece of steel and chrome plated and it was bolted to the to the the chassis right between the front rear trailing arms and it said chromezilla which i thought oh was,
1: my goodness he didn't really need <laughs> to
0: do that i think to score any points but uh-huh. um this was like a oh i don't even know what year it was because i was kind of blown away by the whole overall presentation but mm-hmm. probably a 75 or 6 maybe
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh ford van no newer than that 80s but, uh, you know, basically on a monster truck type chassis. So it had giant tires. You could, you could almost walk underneath this thing. Yeah. And he had all the side doors open and the rear doors open and everything was plated and painted this cosmic kind of medium metallic blue, um, full on custom van on a, on a monster truck chassis, you know? Sure. And, and, uh. It got me to think about the van that we used to have. You know, I had a, my dad had a a 79 Dodge Maxi van conversion. And to your point, we bought that thing in 85. So it was six years old already and it had Mm. lived in the Chicago area. So it was, you know, a little crusty around the edges. And by the time we got rid of it, it was, it was pretty much smoked. You know, the Mm. quarters were rotted and everything was gone on it. But but looking back, how cool would it be to do a a perfect restoration on a seventies you know boogie van like that? Oh, with all with, day with, long, with just wonderfully flat paint, and then to take. I found the brand of the wheel, and I forgot what it was. It's a turbine style mag that was on it, but it wasn't one of the the westerns or the 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 keystones or the Americans. It was an off brand mm. wheel. And it had a very specific shape to it, but to take those and, and uh, blast them and C N C cut the fins and then clear powder them mm. again to make them look brand new and crisp and and get the tires and the the fiberglass flares and you know all the upholstery and everything redone just like it was in '79, but but a million times nicer. Yeah. And and then you know I'm sorry, Dodge guys, but but maybe put a Duramax in it. Right, you're, an, you're
1: preaching to the choir, Reverend,
0: In an a- Allison F- Allison five speed, uh, yeah. you know, transmission with the overdrive, and reinforce the chassis a little bit, and make like a three quarter ton hauler out of it, and use oh, that yeah. to pull our box truck or trailer around.
1: Testify, yeah.
0: Love, yeah. It. <laughs> love it, love yes. it. Well, because at the uh, at the McCacken show, was it last year when when a guy had that Mister Norm's 440 van there? In the barn find section
1: oh yeah, yeah 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 i think i remember that so
0: it was a, a a custom conversion i think a 77 extended cab or extended you know maxi van with a factory 440 and and it oh. was sold by mr norms um and and of course so to be period you'd, you'd put a 440 in it to be insane you'd put a hellcrate you know, mm, supercharged yeah. motor—that'd be super awesome. But mm-hmm. to me, you know, it'd be really cool to put a diesel in it to get mileage. And you know, the Dodge guys are gonna say put a Cummins in it. But I think the V8 might package a little bit better underneath that uh, doghouse and.
1: Oh, I got gotcha. you.
0: And and just do it up super nice. And uh, again, that would probably be the end of my marriage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that no, would be not so unless cool. you got to drive it. <laughs>
0: uh <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know her better than i do so <laughs>
0: well i tell you what if we could hitch the camper to it and put her kayak on the roof to go fishing then then you're in I and guess. why not and why yeah, can't yeah, you yeah, exactly know. that's that's exactly right
1: i did it for you sweetheart i did it all for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't think she'll fall for that
0: so that was a lot of fun so i recommend uh uh, checking out one of those truck shows, one of those four-wheel jamborees, because they um, they were a lot of fun. Guys with Jeeps. And, and of course, the, the the show action of the mud bogs and, and, and the rest of it is also a lot of fun. But I, I just, you know, I'm a man of the people, so it was far uh, far more fun for me to just hang out and chat with people and mm-hmm. check out their stuff and hear all their stories. So And on top of that... I had a uh, a really cool, uh, rare opportunity to see a buddy of mine, uh, whose his nickname is Yardley. His name is uh, uh, Jeff Holt Hendricks, and he's a uh, he's a Riv guy, right? So he's got a '69 yeah. Buick Riviera, and he and I met electronically in the '90s because I had written an article for a magazine. Uh, about doing suspension upgrades on a 69 riff because i had one at the time and i did sway bars and springs and some brake upgrades and wheels and tires and stuff mm-hmm. and he had emailed me at uh, peterson publishing asking questions about some of the parts and and this goes back like i said 20 25 years almost oh and uh you know We never met in person, but corresponded a few times. And I'd see his name pop up on some of the the Buick V8 message boards and forums and stuff. And then he kind of disappeared and and whatever. But because of social media, a couple of years ago, we reconnected. And he's been very, very helpful to me uh, with my 70 riv and, mm-hmm. and anybody who's got one of those generations of rivieres, they know this guy and know how helpful he is. Uh, he, he's the kind of guy who, if he's got a part and he's not using it, he's going to give it to you, you know, and not charge you nothing for it. Oh,
1: um, that's and, dynamite. Uh,
0: under the, the guise that maybe someday you can help him, you know? So, right. um, I certainly went that route and, uh, he had sent me a couple parts for mine and in return, I helped him restore his console and, you know, whatever. It's just, the the karma of car guys
1: sure
0: and and we finally met in person a couple years ago at the mccacken show in chicago he came in he he lives in pennsylvania and he flew in and went to the show and we had a while to hang out it was really cool to see him um and he actually had come to visit our shop his son was going to college and and he went a little bit past where his son's going to school and drove to redbud and toured our shop and and that was fun well, over the weekend, uh, Kelly and I were at this, uh, this show in Pennsylvania, and it dawned on me that my buddy Yardley lives in Pennsylvania. So I just shot him a text, <laughs> and I said, hey, I'm, I'm in PA. And he said, no kidding. So on uh, on Saturday, I guess, he ended up doing a six-hour round-trip drive Holy to
1: come see cow. me. Holy well, Yeah. what a cool guy.
0: Yeah. And he brought the Riv, and it was the first time I'd ever seen his car in person. Is that right? Yes. I'd seen a million pictures of it and I know it Uh almost as well as I know my own. Um, But we stood there and and we didn't spend a whole lot of time. I didn't have a lot of time. He didn't either. Probably 20 minutes. Just kind of looking at the stuff in person. And he's got a lot of really cool mods that he has done with his own two hands. And mm-hmm. he's he's been through the hard way of everything on this car, you know. He's he's yeah. done done things that didn't work, and I had to redo them and redo them, mm. and you know, to get it right. But today he's got a '69 Riv that runs like twelve sixties. Holy cow! Yeah, I mean it's a it's an animal for being a big heavy car, and That's it's no got a joke. It's uh, you know, he's got cut lowered springs, and and he'd been through that whole routine where you know it was too far down, and then not low uh-huh. enough, and back and forth, and fine tuning all that, and you know sway bars, and exhaust, and a uh, uh, 468 inch Buick motor, I believe, and and uh, good stage one heads that have been gone through, and and yeah. a TA performance intake manifold, and he's actually going to move to uh, to one of those holly sniper fuel injection systems coming soon
1: cool um, right on it-
0: and in the dash, these cars are real hard to modify because nobody makes any parts for them. So, he yeah. had his uh, his late brother had machined a cool little bracket that allows you to hose clamp a couple of small gauges onto the steering column. And it looks like a part that, you know, was purchased at a parts store. Um, oh, nice. Uh, that could be mass produced. We're all convinced it would fit any car. Uh-huh. Uh, killer stereo, big bazooka tube in the trunk and, and great, you know, <laughs> nice. six by nines and back. He's a big blues fan. You know, we all like the same kind of music. Oh, and comfy seats and uh and good brakes and and you know the whole package so he took me for a ride and the thing pulls like crazy and uh we actually chirped third gear what <laughs> yeah oh my gosh uh and and he, you know he he's not a small guy and and i'm not really either and a bunch of weight in this car um <laughs> in a big heavy car but that's that's buick sure. torque in action right uh functioning AC blows ice cold you know and all the comforts of the big luxury car that just gets kind of violent when you step on it
1: yeah you can't so, ask for much more than that
0: no no you really can't and uh, it was really great to see him and and I I feel bad because we were too busy caught up in the moment of BSing that we didn't get a picture together by the car of course ah oh, darn it <laughs> so I told him, uh, if I get a chance to do this Bloomsburg show again next year, I'm going to go out, uh-huh. and uh, then we'll get the picture, at least. There you go. Uh, but he's also a listener to the show, so I, I, I just wanted to say, hey, thanks for, for listening, and thanks for being one of the, one of the good guys in the Buick world, uh, and in the car world in general, and for taking the time to come out and, uh, and show me the car and hang out, and it was cool.
1: Right on, right on. Thank you, Yardley. Yeah, Sounds like totally. a, heck a heck of a guy.
0: He is. And it was really, you know, in my world, being involved with the, you know, the cars on a business side, um, it's, it's oftentimes hard, uh, to get time with regular people that are just buddies, you know? Right. Uh, Because in my position, a lot of people, they want to know answers to questions about cars they're working Mm -hmm. on or or they want to know what something's going to cost or they Mm -hmm. want to know something about a show and this is just it's just like hanging out with you we're just you know buddies Mm -hmm. you know and and that 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 stuff's fun so it was cool
1: yay i'm glad you got to do that that's uh that's a nice kind of little oasis in your in your hectic day right and not that i mind you you know
0: not that i mind answering questions about anything or, or doing what i do right um but this was, again, so I think it all fit into the weekend of that whole show, had that same kind of feel. So it was, uh, it was cool.
1: Dig it, Very man. fortunate. Dig it. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: And I guess while we're throwing, uh, you know, some shout outs out, there's some unfortunate news. Uh, there, there is. There was a, a, a public passing of uh, of Lee Iacocca recently, which was a bummer.
1: Yeah, uh, that was a bummer probably one of the most prolific uh, car executives there ever was um i think he's the only person to have led in recent history to have led to 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 have been at the helm of two separate major car companies one being Ford, the other being chrysler
0: it's unbelievable
1: Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, he he started started at Ford in uh, 1946, if you can believe it. And he retired from Chrysler in uh, 1992. 92. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it a great part of his life uh, doing what he loved. Um, Of course, he, you know. fathered the Mustang, Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that, as well as the Pinto. So there's give and there's take. <laughs> well, you
0: know, a guy like him, though, I'll never forget growing up. Uh, I didn't really know the father of the Mustang story or really why that mattered, you know, when I was 10 years old. But by then, vividly remember him being the pitch man for the Chrysler K car. yeah. And this gets back to your opening statement, you know, because he was on television and standing in front of a K car, mm-hmm. saying, if you can find a better built, better backed American car, buy it. hmm So that, if you think about this, has so many ramifications. Because first, you've got the top guy standing in front of the bottom line entry level vehicle that company right. sells. Right. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know, in front of the, the Cadillac, you know, Fleetwood Delagance, And in right. his case at Chrysler, he's not in front of some custom imperial executive.
1: Right. right. Or New Yorker or something like that.
0: Right. He's standing there talking to the everyman American citizen who's working for a living, who mm-hmm. needs reliable transportation that. It has to be reliable, you know. And at the right. time, we were getting our rear ends handed to us by imported small cars. Mm-hmm. So he said, "We can do this."
1: Yeah. Well, the whole company was getting its its butt handed to it. It was it was going under. And yeah, totally. He, and he developed that K car that uh, the uh, the K car line, uh, the Plymouth what Plymouth Reliant and uh, do- Dodge was, uh, K.
0: Yeah
1: and uh, pulled them out of the Jaws of Defeat. Um, it's amazing. It's an amazing comeback story. Yeah. And, you know, was able to secure government-backed loans and paid those loans back seven years early because right. they were doing so well. And just right. just an amazing story that you just don't see these days.
0: Right. And and so the other aspect of that, that particular advertising campaign was that now you have the the CEO of an automaker telling you to buy a different car.
1: Mm, yeah. <laughs> I dare you. <ya. laughs>
0: where today you don't acknowledge a, a competitor. You right. know, you don't, you don't even think that there is any competition. You know, this is the greatest thing ever. And here right. we are. And you certainly don't have any, hey, can you, can you imagine another time I can, I can think of one other time where an auto executive was hocking the cars on television Hmm.
1: And it's the same company
0: it? by the way. It was actually oh, Daim- Daimler Chrysler with uh, Dieter Dieter Zeche, right? That's how you pronounce it, Dieter Zeche. I, I don't know. Uh, who, who was uh CEO of of Daimler on the Daimler, German side. Okay. And he was doing commercials uh for Daimler Chrysler products. Mm. No doubt in homage to Iacocca doing mm-hmm. the same thing probably, you know, 15 years before with uh with the K cars, but you know, Iacocca was a buddy of Shelby. And that's another thing that kind of blew my mind. You remember those eighties Shelby? Yeah. The G the, we talked about the GL. H- yeah.
1: And the GLHS. Like hell.
0: That's right. Yeah. Good trivia question.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that was like that. Uh, I got wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah You're yeah. close on that one, I think. Uh, but, but the other one was um, just some of the other Shelby turbo cars Mm -hmm. and i remember thinking seeing hot rod magazine with this uh this little omni or or was the other one the hatchback uh uh the plymouth
1: uh, yeah uh darn it um i can just i can only think of dodge omni
0: i can see the thing in my head but it was this oh i I totally see
1: it in my head i mean it looks just like a, a bloody volkswagen golf for for crying out loud
0: well, there was that, yeah. but then the other one. There was the 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 hatchback with the. Um, it wasn't quite as stodgy looking. Oh, it was the
1: yeah um, the charge. It was no. actually a Charger. It was a Dodge yes, Charger. That's it. Yeah, it's yeah. It. That's
0: Boy, it. Yeah. my mind still refuses to believe they called that car a Charger. <laughs> I know, I
1: know.
0: But at the time, again, it's like Hot Rod's got you know a Camaro and a and a Mustang GT and this Dodge Shelby thing, and we're like, "Are you out of your mind?" You know, first of all, <laughs> Shelby was Ford. And now he's with Dodge. Right. Are, you, are you kidding me? And then, and then, what is this front drive turbo junk? You know that. Mm-hmm. that how much are they paying Shelby to put his name on this? Was was my question. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he runs a thing around a track and it beats a Ferrari for crying out loud. Well, Oof. he actually laid the challenge down to Ferrari, saying, right. "If you want to meet me at the track, I'll take you down." But Ferrari never showed up. Right. Um, but it did beat a Mustang GT three hundred and fifty car. Oof. Uh, and then all of a sudden, we're like, oh. These, oh, these, wow. these are for real yeah and mm-hmm. yeah they're different they're smaller but this is mm-hmm. what we have to work with right now in the yeah. mid in the dismal mid 80s mm. early 80s where everything was you know rudimentary emission controls and and government oversight where you couldn't really do much to cars. Big v8s were long gone you know the 305 mm-hmm. and the and the Camaro made 180 horsepower and
1: yeah dark days.
0: But Iacocca was right there saying, hey, you yep. know, this, this worked once. We can mm-hmm. maybe get this to work again. And yep. uh, sure enough, that, that helped boost that image.
1: Yeah. Another thing that he, that he did that um, a lot of people don't realize is that he pretty much invented the minivan market uh, for America. Um, he was working on a project at Ford called the Minimax that would have been a minivan. That Henry Ford II wanted no part of. And after right. he was fired from Ford, he took that idea another with another one of the executives from Ford over to Chrysler. And they there you go, you have the the Dodge caravan and the rest is history on that deal.
0: Yeah, so Ford completely missed uh, the boat
1: on that. Totally. And totally. that is
0: that is a great story because uh yeah, yeah nobody a minivan? We have vans. Why do you need yeah. a minivan, Exactly. You know? Well, you buy a station wagon or you have mm-hmm. your van? And in my case, you get a maxi van. You paint Colorado <laughs> mountains on the side, you have a bed in the back and a wet bar and turbine wheels, man. Put a 360. <laughs> That's, in. Right. That's a van. You know what this uh minivan?
1: No what is minivan.
0: this? Right. So that mini <laughs> max project. Mini people in there, come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's the point? <laughs> And it turns out, no, there was a point. <laughs>
1: oh, man. It, uh, and how? And that market is still going like gangbusters.
0: Well, and, and Chrysler still owns it.
1: Yeah, they sure do. They you know, really the, do.
0: The, the Of course, the Honda and the Toyota are right there yeah. with it. Ford mm-hmm. gave up on it, you know?
1: Yeah. GM uh, gave up on it, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember seeing that, that Mini Max. And, in fact, I worked with a guy who I think was a designer for Ford at that time and, and had some sketches of what that thing was supposed to be. No kidding. With with all of the same selling points. So it was smaller, so it got better mm. fuel economy. You could see around it going on the mm-hmm. highway. It was versatile, so it was as big as it kind of needed to be. But mm. then you could still get the kids in and out and whatever. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Henry Henry Ford, too, said, "I no, I don't get it.
1: And fire's yeah. Iacoca. God dang it.
0: Right. Oy yeah. vey. And next thing you know, here comes the uh, here comes the Dodge Caravan and the Plymouth Voyager, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And and the caravan, looking back, they they took that full size Dodge van look and literally just scaled it down. Had a similar grill, yeah. similar headlights, similar mm-hmm. proportion and couldn't sell enough and there, there's actually a really funny tv show i don't know if you've ever seen it called uh, fresh off the boat you ever see that show mm, so that it's a it, it's a sitcom that mm-hmm. is uh about an asian family that mm-hmm. relocated from china and lives in the united states in florida and it's a very funny show uh the owner of the show or the 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 father of the show owns a, a a steakhouse called cattleman's ranch <laughs> <And there's> this, <laughs> this asian dude that owns this you know american western uh, nice. restaurant but their their family car is a blue like first generation dodge caravan you know oh boy uh, like an 83 or 84 uh, and you look around and those early ones are uh-huh. gone man you don't you don't see them at all anymore no
1: yeah the those those early ones you could a few a few of them made it off the uh, assembly line with a uh, two point two liter turbo, and those were some pretty quick vans. I knew a kid that had one, and he used to race it, and it did all right at the track for what it was. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it's amazing those little gems that you can find here and there, and what otherwise is a you know a kind of a humdrum you know soccer mom kind of vehicle.
0: Well do you remember also you could get them with the town and country package with the wood grain on the side and, mm, absolutely yeah and, yeah and some of the the more luxurious colors yeah the, <laughs> I remember like that that scarlet candy maroon or metallic mm. maroon with the wood grain and so good yeah well now <laughs> they are back then I, I never yeah. really I was like you know who cares yeah. and and some families you know that I knew had them because they were good utilitarian vehicles right. Uh, but it's weird to me how many are disappeared. And in fact, that Dodge van, like that old Maxi that we had, mm. those are almost impossible to find now. Right? Dodge tradesman right. vans and the B200s used to be everywhere. Right. And I think when you know, the economy changed and scrap values mm-hmm. changed, they disappeared, man. It, yeah. it, it oh, sucks.
1: Sure. Yeah, it does suck. It does. You know what
0: else disappeared? All of those okay. freaking Hyundai Excels hyundai oh yeah remember when the hyundai excel came out same time yeah. period 80, 85 86 somewhere on there Yeah. End. and they In were fact,
1: everywhere i i remember a commercial on those uh it was a the husband came home and he was off buying a car for the family and he says okay i got a car i spent about twelve thousand dollars and take a look at this and he opens the door to the garage, and there's like a gray uh, Hyundai Excel sitting there. And she's like, "Oh, that's nice." And then he opens the garage door, and then there's a red one sitting in the driveway. Right. He's like, but I, but well, I got then we got this one too. And the joke is like, "Okay, I'm driving the red one," is what the wife says. He's like, "Yeah, right." Because I was gonna but, say,
0: if you paid twelve grand for a Hyundai Excel, you were yeah. overpaid by a hundred percent. Yeah. But it bought you two of them.
1: Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, but they were cheap, available everywhere. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, at the time, who, who's gonna once they broke down or you know, you know, got rusty, who's gonna pay a lot of money to fix that?
0: Well, you threw them away.
1: You know, I mean? you know but yeah, exactly. There Including was a throwaway cars.
0: A handful of those cars, and now that I think about it, so you had the Dodge Omni. I think it was the uh,
1: Plymouth Horizon. Plymouth
0: Horizon, right? Yeah. Exactly. Then you had the Hyundai Excel. Then you had the Fiat Strada. Mm. Remember the Fiat Strada? It looked just like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had a weird, well, they're all weird,
1: Those, but those <laughs> Fiats
0: were, were weird. And then, of course, you had the the Yugo again. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, you did.
0: Uh, another goofy-looking hatch. Yeah. Uh, and then on the West Coast, you had the Dahatsu Charade. Which was another Korean car that didn't. I don't think if they ever sold them in the Midwest, uh, where I grew up, because I never saw one until I moved to California. and yeah, I didn't see one driving around. But the claim to fame on the da- da- Daihatsu Charade was that Motor Trend and I believe Rodent Track used to publish the zero to sixty times. Mm-hmm. They'd have a, a running column. Do you remember that? So every issue, you for me, I would always flip to that page because it had you know like zero to 60 times and and i don't think they were they might have been arranged by fastest car and like the first one was like a ferrari you know
1: uh-huh.
0: gtb or whatever and it, it was like zero to 60 and and five nine and then it would show right. the month of the magazine so like you know 681 uh-huh. uh and then it would go down the list and the car that was always the slowest zero to 60 was <laughs> the hatsu charade it was like zero to 60 was like seventeen nine or something it was ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. So I was like, what is this car? I couldn't pronounce it. I didn't know what it was. I just knew it was slow, so it stuck in my mind. And eventually, you
1: know, there it was. That's awesome.
0: And again, along those lines, the Renault Le Car was another
1: one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My, Unless- uh, my lovely wife actually had a Renault Alliance at one time.
0: Ooh, the one to it- watch.
1: Yeah. And I yell at her father every once in a while, like, why did you allow that? He's like, I didn't know any better.
0: <laughs> it was the motor trend car of the year, man. Yeah, it That's was. Why.
1: You're right. Yeah. God, and
0: at the time, do you remember they, they came with windshield banners? That said, Motor yes. Trend Car of the Year. You're driving yeah, down the that's... road, and in the back window, there's a sticker like like AMC and and Renault was saying, "Yeah, we don't believe it
1: either." <laughs> 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 so we're gonna run with this one. <laughs> Someone pinch us.
0: We must be right. Ready. You know, of course, the old joke was Motor Trend never met a different or never never met a car they didn't like. You know, and uh,
1: oh right, there
0: was people that always tried to correlate the amount of ad pages to who won the car of the year.
1: Oh, you know? I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh,
0: but I, I do think that that usually happened afterwards. I think I think that was kind of a reverse psychology campaign because if. If, you know, the the cue the ball you know, 201 special sedan won mm-hmm. Motor Trend Car of the Year, you were running ads to tell everybody. So, it, yeah. it caused people to buy ads also, you know.
1: The cue ball 201,
0: zero to 60 in 201 seconds. Yeah, there you go. Well, <laughs> at least, uh, it's on par with the Dahatsu charade.
1: Yeah. Oh, we're having a battle. Battle to the basement on that one.
0: Yeah, those all uh. were
1: rough, rough, but
0: interesting mm-hmm. so yeah uh we lost Iacoca and yeah. uh we also lost a buddy of mine uh, a gentleman named greg weld passed away over the weekend <sighs> oh, which is no. uh, a sad thing um unfortunately oh, we all knew it was coming because he right. had been battling uh, some cancer for a long time but greg was a, a very avid car enthusiast a racer uh, I met him first on the pro touring and, and I think the lateral G forum was when I first interacted with him probably mm-hmm. 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago. And, uh, uh, met him in person a bunch of times at, at, SEMA. In fact, one year I hosted the lateral G, uh, party at SEMA and, and spent some time chatting with him there at, uh, Sandlin lumber. And uh, Greg was just mm. a great guy who um, was fortunate enough to do very well in life and had some financial resources so so he could call things as he saw them. You okay. know, he, he was his own guy. And uh, mm. there's a very documented story about a, a race car he had built that didn't, didn't really go well. And he called out the builder publicly, repeatedly. And oh boy. The, the mission for that was not to be a jerk but to – let other, as he felt, he wanted to let other people know that, uh, um, that what, what the marketing hype was, wasn't necessarily the reality. Uh, um, I see because he was, a, he was a car guy. He was an enthusiast. He wanted right. to take care of his buddies, you know? And, uh, yeah. last time I saw Weld was, uh, I think at the PRI show and we had a, a pretty good chat and, uh, he recently had a 40 Ford pickup truck built. Uh, it's on a Roadster Shop chassis. It was built by Hot Rods of Andes. It's a it's a Riddler-winning shop. They oh did a boy. beautiful job on it. It's flat battleship gray, and everybody gave them mm. a hard time about the color. Because <laughs> mm. uh, it's shiny primer, you know?
1: Yeah. And there are yeah.
0: those who, who love that color, and Greg loved it. And and my mm-hmm. buddy Charlie Lillard was like, when are you going to paint that thing, you know, like orange or red or blue or something <laughs> nice, you know? But, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, Weld lost his battle with uh, with cancer over the weekend. Uh, and interestingly, he had sent his truck with his daughter Adrian to the mm-hmm. Good Guys Columbus event. Um, All right, Greg had never been to Good Guys Columbus and always wanted to go, and said, "Hey, take the truck, go out there, see the show."
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, and then he passed away while his daughter and the truck were there. Oh boy! So it was. Uh, uh, a really interesting timing on his part the analogy is like you know the old the old dog that wanders off into the woods and yeah and never comes back well he kind of did the opposite he sent his daughter to be with people in the car community that Uh know knew him and knew his truck and around Mm -hmm. a lot of his friends and and she was you know among people who knew her and cared and uh And, in fact, uh, Trevor from our shop and, and Tyler, uh, another mechanic from our shop, were there right. kind of looking after the the two Camaros that we had there. And uh, they mm-hmm. both saw her and saw the truck and everything, and uh, but they, did, they didn't know that, that Greg had passed. but um, Right. The world definitely lost a good one with the passing of Greg Weld, so kind of a bummer.
1: Yeah, it really sounds like it. I'm sorry to hear that. That's that's a real shame. Um, but
0: but it, he's one of those guys who who doesn't want you to be upset about it, you know? Sure. He, he again is uh, got that great philosophy of go out and live your damn life while you can and enjoy it and just do what you like to do and don't don't worry about it. So that's can't that's what ar- i can't take argue that. with that. Nope, not right at on. all. So we're not mm-hmm. ending our show on a downer. It is—it's uh, an inspiration, you know. But of course, all of our shows are inspirational in some way, right? You know, they,
1: absolutely, man.
0: They might uh, inspire you to uh, to turn your radio
1: off, <laughs> 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 find
0: a different show, maybe.
1: <laughs> they inspire me to learn more about the car biz, so maybe I'll get a trivia question right.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, speaking of trivia questions uh we had a couple why don't you go first
1: sure all right kev i asked you about the 1970 cuda and uh of all the engine choices available which ones were available with multiple carburation and you said the the 340 uh six pack 440 six pack um or would they call it the six barrel for the cuda Uh, I'm not sure what the proper marketing term was on that. Not that it it, matters. It was a six-barrel on the Cuda. Six-barrel. And then, of course, the 426 Hemi with the dual quads. And, Kevin, ding, 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 you are absolutely correct. Hey, Um, right on. I was was worried about the 340 because normally it was only available as the four-barrel, but if you got the AAR Cuda is where you got Mm -hmm. the 340 with the six-barrel. So, right. well done, sir! Congratulations. Hey,
0: thank you. And a lot of people still try to figure out how a 340 cubic inch engine was able to utilize six carburetors. Yeah. Well,
1: if they're <laughs> jetted right; they you can yep. do
0: anything. They were yeah. only claimed to make 290 horsepower, but I'm not sure that that was yeah, actually I don't think true.
1: That's correct. No, they were some pretty high-winding engines, weren't they?
0: Yes, very well built. Mm-hmm. Very well-built engines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So, the one I had for you was, um, what was the first car fitted with an alternator rather yeah. than a direct current dynamo, American car? Yeah. And your answer was a 19... And I said you could get the year and, and manufacturer, and then, of course, the model would have been a bonus. right? And you said 1960 Chrysler, Chrysler. Imperial. Mm-hmm. And the answer is a 1960 <gasps> Plymouth Valiant, which falls under the Chrysler. So you got it right. Yes! <laughs> yes!
1: I'm a winner.
0: You are a winner. I'm a winner.
1: <laughs> I'm inspired. <laughs>
0: See, it's an inspirational show. You won that one for Greg Weld and Leah Coka for Chrysler. I Out did Round. mostly for Greg. <laughs> All right oh
1: my gosh i can't uh, believe it yeah good for you holy cow
0: i've never seen anybody so happy to win nothing but congratulations <laughs> I
1: know, <right? laughs> but i won i won it's, i'm like it's... i'm like the old man when he won his leg lamp oh my god <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i won i won i won that's it man
0: feels oh good to be god. a winner.
1: yeah yeah, awesome. So it was good, it good was year. it was a Plymouth Valiant. Plymouth Valiant. Yeah. Oh wow. A fine, a fine does, Chrysler product. Does fall under the Chrysler umbrella? I will yeah, take that. Sure.
0: Yeah. Man,
1: we're just we're two for two today. It's a good day.
0: I'm telling you, man. I I got a a good vibe from that show, and and uh, you know, seeing a buddy and and all this, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Good time. Holy sp- sp- Jesus. Sp- spend some time with my buddy Q-Ball and the show. It's all good.
1: Likewise, it is all good. Yeah.
0: So uh, we had a comment about a guy who said, "Hey, can we can we listen to your show without having to sign up to any podcast service nonsense? Because uh, mm-hmm. you know we kind of push the iTunes thing and, yeah. and and some of the others. And the re- only reason why we do that is because." I think it's kind of fun to be able to invade, the, you know, the top twenty on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, uh, agreed, agreed. <laughs> we're not getting checks in the mail on this. You know, it's You're just right. uh, it's it's like the you know Renault Alliance Car of the Year thing. You know, we're, just
1: <laughs>
0: we're putting that out 20? there, <laughs> right? Can exactly, you believe it? Because we are, and the more people that listen through iTunes, that that might increase. But it's n- in no way mandatory or required. You can listen Correct. however Correct. you like, and and I, I guess my advice to that gentleman. Um, Who didn't give his name, just uh, initials? But uh, if you go to the website v8radio.com, that just plays the file straight. It does not. You don't have to subscribe to anything. You don't have to download Mm -hmm. anything. You don't have to give your email address or have an account. Uh, But if you like the convenience of uh, a service like iTunes, where it will alert you on your phone when a new episode comes out right away, um, please not stopping you from doing that. You know whatever whatever you'd like to do. And of course, Stitcher Radio. And Podchaser right. and right. TuneIn, TuneIn Radio. That's another mm-hmm. one where you can go straight to the TuneIn app. And I, I don't know. You might have to register now. You could listen as a guest, I think. they might want to check that out, TuneIn Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Google Play. Spotify. Spotify.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And did I say Stitcher?
1: Yes, yeah. I believe you did. Good. But we can say it again. Stitcher. Stitcher, right. Mm-hmm.
0: So a lot of options, uh, and we appreciate everybody listening. However, however method you get there, and uh, we'll we'll always report if there's uh, another way. And I th- recently, we did a little promo on on VA TV uh, on the YouTube channel, uh, where we shared a snippet of one of our shows, mm-hmm. and um, I think that was pretty cool because that's a new audience. Um, but I'm not sure I executed that properly because I think. I think we played four minutes of an episode, and it right. ended. And I'm not sure people got the message that there was more to that
1: show. Oh, I see. So no, <laughs> our shows are not four minutes long. Although then, the, the amount of content we have is about four minutes throughout the whole right. hour. Yeah, people might say they
0: should be, you know, about thirty <laughs> seconds. But uh, so we might have to cut a new one of those promos and let people know that they got to click here to hear the whole show. You know, but we'll gotcha. See. But if you came to us from YouTube, we, we welcome you as well. Thank you for listening. All right, my friend. Well, that, that should about wrap this one up. Uh, thanks again for spending time. It was a fun one.
1: Oh, it was a great one. Hell, I won I won trivia. You won. It's the greatest show of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, the greatest show
0: of Mike's life. <laughs> and you can well, quote me on that. Yeah, I just did. <laughs> so for a happy, a very happy Mike Huball-Clark, I'm Kevin Oste inviting you to uh, keep the shiny side up, and uh, we will see you next time on VA Radio.